What a wonderful presence of the Lord here tonight. Aren't you glad you came? We are glad to be here tonight. I want to mention that it was good, and it is good, for us to be here together tonight. I thought about something when we were praying that we would not even know about the needs that were among us had we not come together. But we, because we have come together tonight, we know particularly, specifically, the needs that are among us. And because we now know the needs that are among us, we're able to respond now and beyond, later. So I just want to put that in your mind. There's a reason why we, quote, unquote, come to church. How many feels like your life is better now since you started coming and continued to come to church? Can somebody help me? Let's turn into the word of the Lord tonight to the book of Acts. And before we read the scripture, just want to remind you of this coming Sunday, our first fruit Sunday. We want you to be here. It is going to be exciting. Uh, we are excited and uh, we want to excite everybody that's a part of this church and I believe that great things not only have happened, are happening, but are going to continue happening as we stay focused on the work of God here in Palm Beach County. Because the work that God is doing in this church is literally impacting the world. And we're blessed to be a part of what we would call global impact. Acts chapter number 2, I'll begin reading verse number 1. In fact, I'm only going to read that one verse here tonight. I'm feeling pretty good, Brother Corinthian. I'm not sure if it's because we won two games last night <laughs> out on the softball field, or it could be just because God has touched me again, and I have been blessed by his presence. I think the latter. I think the latter. <laughs> because you win some and you lose some. But the fact is that God is constant. And if you're being blessed and taken care of by God, uh, then you should have joy and peace in your life. And I think we can all say amen. Acts chapter number 2. Verse number one, uh, later on, I do have a number of verses to read, uh, to quote, but for now, I'm just going to uh, present the case here tonight. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, do you remember the story? How many here tonight, you can recount that story, maybe you can recall, you can 
communicate, you can tell people about the story. What happened on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost filled everyone that were in that house. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. And I want you to pay attention to this next phrase, this next few, these next few words. They were all in one accord, with one accord, in one place. Say one place. One place. So tonight I want to talk about the importance of having a place. Just nod at your neighbor and say, there's something significant about a place. That's right. And we look at just this one instance and we see that there in an upper room, a designated place, a place that believers, disciples had gathered, had come together in response to the instruction of the Lord and they began to pray and seek and tarry and wait on the Lord. And when that great and glorious day came, the Bible says that suddenly there came a sound from heaven and it filled all of the house where they were sitting. Amen. And cloven tongues sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. But it did not take place in a corner somewhere, it took place in a building, in a place. We call it the upper room. Someone say, the upper room. And we also can peruse through the scripture and soon notice that God did Specific things, glorious things, miraculous things, supernatural things in particular places. Someone say places. In Acts chapter number 4, it says in verse 31, and when they had prayed, say corporate prayer, collective prayer, unified prayer, and when they prayed, the place was shaken. Say the place was shaken where they were assembled together. There's something very, very potent and powerful about not just coming together through a network, through a medium, hello, through social network, through all the different apps, there, you know, th those things have their place and we, we, we utilize those things. But there's something very powerful that takes place when God's people come together in one location, one place. And I believe that tonight we're going to see a little bit more clearer the importance of having a place of worship, a place of prayer, a place where we can minister one to another, a place where we can receive comfort and instruction and guidance and counsel. So tonight I want to talk about the importance of having a place, a place for the body of Christ to assemble and to gather together in the name of the Lord. We see in Acts 2, it was one place that God poured out His Spirit. 
We see in Acts chapter 4 that God again manifested his presence and power in one particular place. And the result of that experience is everybody that was in the place were filled with the Holy Ghost, renewed, if you please, and they spake the word of God with boldness. I'm not sure how many people were there in that one place on that one night, but I do know the Bible is right, that everybody in the house was rejuvenated and renewed, amen, and revived, and they were all filled again with the presence of the Lord, the power of God. How many knows that even though you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to be renewed. You need to have that refreshing experience all over again. That's one of the things I love about coming to church is I get to feel it all over again. I get to experience Him all over again. I get to drink of the fountain of living water all over again. I get to taste and see that the Lord has not changed. He's still good. Oh, yes. That happens when we come together. Because when we're by ourselves, we're normally kind of just idle, doing our own thing, intimidated by our surrounding, amen, maybe feeling inferior. But we feel so much power when we come together. Have you ever noticed that, Sister Carmona, that when we come into this place, when we come into this assembly, and the presence of the Lord is here, and there's preaching, and there's prayer, and there's worship, and our attention is focused on the Lord. Have you noticed how much stronger, more bold, more courageous, more confident you feel? You feel less intimidated, less inferior when you're in the house of God, among the people of God, experience the manifestation of God's presence. Anybody agree with that? I love being in the presence of the Lord. I love being in the house of God. In fact, it was David that said, there's one thing that I've desired of the Lord, and I'm going to stay home and think about it and pray about it. Hope it happens. No, no, no. He said, there's one thing that I've desired of the Lord. And that one thing I'm going to go after. I'm going to seek. I'm going to pursue. What was that one thing? He said, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And when I get there, I'm going to behold the beauty of the Lord. What's the beauty of the Lord? You. The beauty of the Lord is what he's done in your life. Hallelujah. You were messed up. You were in the miry clay. But God brought you up out of that miry pit. And he established you. And he cleans you. And he even put us in the fire to purify us. So that we would reflect his nature and his glory. Oh, yes. So when I come to the house of the Lord, I behold the beauty of the Lord in the product of God, in the provision of God. Amen. You're the product of God. I'm the product of God. I did not make myself. I was made. 
Hallelujah. And you can't make anybody. You can't make a day. Amen. You can't make things happen in the supernatural world. But you can be a part of what God is doing. And we are a part of what God is doing. Why are you talking about this? Because I hope that every believer, every child of God, every mama, every daddy, every young adult, every young person would realize that we are blessed to be in the house of God. We're blessed to be able to come to church. Woo, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. You can come here and experience the peace of God. It seems like it's on a greater level, a greater measure. You can come here and it seems like the mountains that you were gazing upon, the mountains that were obstructing your view. It seems that when you come here, you have a change of perspective. You no longer uh, see the mountains, you just see the Lord. And you see Him high and lifted up. Oh, there's something supernatural that takes place in the house of God. When the Lord's lifted up in the house, then everybody looks, everybody starts focusing on him and realizing that he is our help but what if you had no place what if you had no place it would take some time to communicate the message right the early church realized the importance the necessity the need for coming together in fact when we read about the early church, the first century church, there in the book of Acts, they came together, they prayed, they worshiped, they focused on the Lord. God filled, God blessed, God empowered them, and they continued. They continued coming together. Whether it be in the local synagogue or in someone's house that had enough room for more than just one or two. <laughs> If they had a little bit more room, they had stuffed some more folks in there, and they would have what we're having tonight. They'd have a Bible study. They'd have a testimony service. Amen. They would operate in the gifts. They would minister one to another because the church realized that it could, it could not make it by itself. Amen. I'm telling you, that little finger that's on the end of your hand, it can't make it without it. Amen. Without the other parts. It can't make it without the other cells, without blood. It can't make it if it's not connected to the rest of the hand. Amen. I'm telling you the reason that you're alive today is not because you're good, you're smart, you're intelligent, or you're powerful. The reason why you're alive today is because you're a part of the body of Christ and God is blessing his body. He's blessing, he's moving, he's manifesting, he's using, he's flowing through his church. Amen. He's not just doing some random work. God's doing a specific work, and he's doing it all across the world, yes, but he's also doing it in specific places. That's right. Aren't you glad you have a place to sit down tonight? We're not sitting out in a thunderstorm trying to hear the gospel, but we're sitting in a, some of you are so comfortable you're about to fall asleep. We're just so comfortable. The air has been conditioned. Huh? Is that right? Are you comfortable out there? Are you pretty comfortable out there? That's right. That's right. Would you like some water? Look at it, please. Would you would you like some? We're just we're so comfortable. In fact, sometimes we can get so comfortable that we're we get spoiled. 
I don't know about you, but when I come to church, man, I'm just, I refuse, I refuse to stay depressed. I refuse to have a pity party. I can have that in other places, but not here. I didn't come for somebody to feel sorry for me or pat me on the back, but I've come to see the Lord. I've come to hear the Lord. I've come to touch the Lord because I need Him. I need Him. I need Him. I need Him. I can't make it by myself. And I find Him in you. I find Him in you, Brother Whittingham. When you smile, when you shake my hand, when you greet me with a holy kiss. Keep it holy. You know what I mean. But I'm telling you the honest truth. I, I get so blessed and so strengthened and so encouraged every time I come to the house of God. Now I know, I know, I know. There are some things that happen and are said that make us a little uncomfortable. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. It rubs our rough edges. and You know, there's a little friction. You know, sometimes things that are said makes us make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. But don't leave. No, God's trying to sharpen you. He's trying to save you. He's trying to help you. Because if He can help you, He can use you to help somebody else. That's right. <laughs> so there's great and glorious things that take place. And the early church realized that. And that's why they made it a point to come together. No wonder David said, I was glad. I was glad. Not when Saturday came. Not just when Saturday came or, or, or whatever day. He just said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to behold the glory. I'm going to behold the, the power, the beauty, the glory of God. I'm going to get to fellowship with my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I, I'm, I'm going to come into an environment that is safe and healthy and peaceable. That's right. And just. What a place. So the Bible is very clear when it comes to physical places that we gather. Sometimes we call them chapels. Sanctuaries, temples, churches, houses, buildings. I'm sure there are other synonymous names. But there are there is great significance to having a place. And uh, I began to write some of these things down within the last week or two. Because the Lord is dealing with us. And He's trying to help us realize that there's a reason why we need a place. There's a reason why we need a building. And buildings don't build themselves. Somebody built the house that you live in. Aren't you glad? Now, I know if you were the builder, you'd probably change this. I know some of our ladies would say, well, I'd like to have more room here. I'd like to have a bigger closet over here. <laughs> a couple of walk-in closets. You know, a bigger this and a bigger that. You know, bigger backyard, more mango trees, more coconut trees, and, and, you know, the list goes on. But aren't we blessed to have a house, a home, a place that we can lay down at night and rest and go to sleep? Aren't we glad that in our house there is a refrigerator and there's no lock on it? We get up, 
It doesn't matter what time of night it is, Sister Corinthian. We can go in there and get us a, a, a cool mango that we put in there the day before. Yes. We can go in and we can, we can grab that half gallon of 2% milk and we can pour us a bowl of cereal. Fruity pebbles. Oh, golden grams. Yes. There's always Cheerios and Raisin Bran for the old school people like myself. But any time you want, you can go and you can find something to eat. Even if it's a can of sardines in the refrigerator. There's usually bread at your house, am I right? Maybe ramen noodles if you don't make a lot of money. Maybe you make a lot of money, but you still like that high sodium <laughs> food. Huh? How many still eats ramen noodles? Woo! <laughs> what flavor? Is it chicken? Is it mushroom? Is it shrimp? Is it beef? Is it pork? They're all good. Huh? My nephew would make eggs and, and put together some, some meat, and he would just put all that in there. It looked like a Chinese cuisine. Jamie. But isn't that amazing that at any time, any day, you just go in and get something to eat. So what are you saying? I'm saying that there is some wonderful things that take place in the house. I can come in here and I can get something to eat every single time I get here. I can get blessed every single time I get here. It has nothing to do with me qualifying. It has nothing to do with being worthy or good enough. The fact of the matter is, is that not only is a house important, amen, but the God who made us, who built us, who called us is in the house. That's right. I'm not saying he's in the wood or he's in the mortar or he's in the electrical system. I'm saying he's in the people. This is where he manifests himself. That's why I got to be here, Sister Alberta James. I got to be here. Aren't you glad you hung in there and you kept on coming? And you're still here. I asked this question earlier. Let me, let me ask it one more time. Are you better off? When you come to church every week, then just staying home. I don't know about you, but if, but if, I, if I stay away too long, man, I, my flesh gets too strong. I get an attitude. I don't even want to pray. But when I come to the house of God, I'm like, let's pray. Let's worship God. Let's sing one more song. Oh, yes, preach it, preach it, preach it. I need something to eat. I know there's some things that we don't like to eat, but they're good for us. <laughs> I'm not going to go through the list because, you know, you might like something that I dislike. You know, you might have your favorite, and to me that may be gross. But God created all this stuff for us, for our benefit, for our health. And I'm telling you, what takes place in the house of God is for our benefit. It's not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. It's for our blessing so that we can be taken care of. Praise God. Foxes have holes. Birds have nests. Bears have dens. Ants have little mounds. You know the little ant colony? They have a place to live. They're not just vagabonds. They have a place to live. They burrow in the ground. They got a roof over their head. They got a meeting place where they can come together. And they're like, you know, in their little ant language. Huh? 
Birds even communicate. Animals communicate. What takes place here? Communication. That's right. In the house of God, there's communication. Amen. You're communicating to your brother and sister. You're communicating to God. God's communicating to me. He's communicating through me. So there's all kinds of communication that's going on. Spiritual transactions are being made in the house of God. How does it happen? Because we've come together in one place. Something very significant about a place. Praise God. We've dealt with the foxes and the birds and the bears and the ants. Now what about us people? Do you like living in a house or a home? Some people live under bridges. Some people live in a park. They have no mailbox. But they find a place to lay their head. Does anybody, anybody here want to be homeless? I don't think anybody wants to be homeless. I think we all enjoy laying in our own bed, our own pillow. Now, listen, we've stayed at luxurious hotels, right? Three-star, four-star, <laughs> diamond hotels. But there's no place like home. Would you agree? There's no place like home. There's no pillow like your pillow. You picked that pillow. You bought that pillow. That's your pillow. It fits you well. <laughs> That's right. Your bed. That's right. That's right. That's what I see when I come here. This is our place. This, this, this belongs to the family of God. And what takes place at your house? What takes place at your house? Right? What, what, what takes place? Is it just a place to eat? It's more than that. It's a place of safety. It's a place of peace, hopefully. It's a place where you can resort, where you can come away from the road rage and the hostility and the intimidation of our society. It's a place that you can get away from devil-possessed folks <laughs> and people that don't like you. You can go home, right? Aren't you glad that you can come here tonight? That you can come into the house of the Lord? You can come into an upper room, a place where we can behold the glory of the Lord, a place where we can taste again and see that the Lord is still good, a place that we can come and get a fresh word from God. Hallelujah. There's a purpose in having a place. And we're blessed to have a place. Now we pay... We pay about $8,000 a month for this school. But wouldn't it be awesome to have a place of our own where we can have 24-hour access? A place where we can go to the prayer room any day, any time? A place where we have our own kitchen? I love going to church and there's a kitchen. Yeah, I remember on Kirk and Forest Hill, we had that big kitchen. Now, the kitchen was also our multi-purpose room. All of my youth services were in the multi-purpose room. Huh? We had kitchen, we had revival. All in the same, but we had a place. And we were blessed to be there. People got the Holy Ghost there. That's right. That's right. 
And, and one thing I like about having a chicken is, all right, having a chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having a kitchen in the church is because people always left stuff. And I, I, I work, I'm, I was full time and, uh, you know, didn't bring my lunch. I'd all, Sister Peggy, you know, Sister Peggy. She said, what you doing, boy? I said, I'm just, just, you know, just kind of doing inventory, just making sure everything's taken care of here. And uh, Sister Peggy would just go back to watching the kids, you know, and right down there. They left Jamaican patties in the refrigerator. They're not going to miss one. I'm just going to be honest before you and before God. I did take things without permission. And sometimes there were notes in there, do not touch Sunday school. Forgive me. I hope you don't have an odd against me for something I ate way back then. Just want to clear my conscience here. If you're still holding a grudge, please come to me after service. And I hope that we can reconcile. But I love, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is because we can cook meals not just for the church functions, but all the things that are donated, Brother Naji. We can cook it in our own church kitchen in one place instead of having seven, seven different families trying to cook things and bring it together to the park. We can cook all in one place, everything in one place, and we can go and we can feed people. Isn't that awesome? That's another reason I want a place. I love the kitchen. I hope we have several refrigerators as well as a big freezer. Praise God. I'm going to invest in that. Listen, it's not about the place. The place is necessary. It's about what takes place in the place. It's about the needs that are met in the sanctuary, in the building, in the kitchen. It's not about cooking. But it involves cooking. Life's not about cooking and eating, but you can't live if you don't cook and eat. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that takes place in your house and in this house. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to having a building. I'm looking forward to a place where we can come together and we can stay a little bit longer. We can have more fellowship. We can have longer prayer meetings. We can take time and baptize people and not have to rush them through. I'm looking forward to that. Praise God. Praise God. Bye. You know, some people want bigger houses, more room, so they can store more stuff. The only reason we want a bigger house is so that we can accommodate more people. That's right. And that should be our focus. We, we need more room so that we can put more people. Because we expect God to continue adding to the church daily. And if the Lord adds to the church daily, we got to have a place to put them. 
so they can get planted in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling the Lord right now. I'm feeling the Lord right now. I'm just realizing and recognizing that God's wanting to help us get a place, a building. Hallelujah. My, my, my. A place that we assemble and gather and come together. We know that God's agenda is to build the church, and the church is not brick. The church is not mortar. It's not uh, copper. It's not carpet. That's not what God's building. I understand that. God's building a people. But as God is building the church, as God is working in the church and developing the church, amen, the church has to have a place to facilitate the operation of God, the work of God. Do you believe that? I hope that you do. God's church consists of people. And the people need a place to come together. Hallelujah. Praise God. The church has been called to preach the gospel, to be witnesses unto the Lord in all the earth, to reach souls. But the reality is we can't accomplish this spiritual task, this responsibility, without being unified with the other members of the body of Christ. And one of the most powerful ways to unify as members of the body of Christ is to come together, to assemble. That's right, to come together. Tell somebody, we need to come together. The Bible says, forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together. He's talking about coming together in one place. Just like they did in that upper room, they came together and there was such unity there that everybody, everybody was filled with the Holy Ghost in one prayer meeting. Powerful. Praise God. Consider the Crusades. Now, I'm not talking about the Crusades back in the days. I'm talking about what we call Crusades and conferences now. They come together in one place. Just the other day in Madagascar. Over a three-day period, they had the crusade there. There was about sixteen or 17,000 people. And over a 1,000 people received the Holy Ghost in one place. That's right. I don't know if that would have happened if they would not have come together in that one place. High-five somebody and tell them we need a place. We need a place where we can come together. Where we can speak the word of God and people, multitudes have an opportunity to hear the gospel at one time. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. That's powerful. That's a God idea. The church needs a rendezvous point. We need a rendezvous point. We need a place to come together. I want you to say that with me. Say, we need a rendezvous point. Now, we have one now, right? We have one now, but we, we, don't, we don't own anything. We, 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 don't, even, we don't even have any say-so. We, we don't control anything. The school, they, they control everything. They control the temperature. They control the lights. They say what we can and can't do and where we can and cannot go. We have to pay extra for everything. And I'm not complaining. No, I'm not complaining. But I'm simply saying, 
We do have a place, but I believe that God has a better place. God has a better place for us. I remember at the old church when, when uh, Brother Markham, we had on Brother, Brother Markham full time. He'd, he'd teach like, I don't know, like 75 Bible studies in a week. Brother Vieira was one of those Bible studies. Remember that? Stand up, Brother Vieira. From the country of Brazil. Speaks Portuguese. I remember it was in those Bible studies. We had a church building. We had a place. And Brother Vieira showed up. And Brother Markham was teaching. And he's in the church today. And now he's a preacher and a teacher and a minister and a Christian and a witness. All because God done something in a place, in a building, in a temple, in a sanctuary, in a tabernacle. That's worth it. That's worth it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's worth it. Every soul is worth it. Praise God. Hallelujah. We look at the life of Jesus, also the ministry of the apostles. We see that they uh, frequently went to synagogues and they had church. Now, sometimes instead of revival, it became a riot, (laughs) especially when Mr. Zealous himself, Paul, arrived. It usually ended or resulted in riot rather than revival. But there were some priests that were converted and were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. So he went to the synagogue and he preached and he taught and he reasoned with the people. And you read about Jesus, he went to the synagogue. Not just once, but I believe he was there every week. Now during the week he was in other places, he was in cities, he was in villages. Every once in a while he'd say, I'm going over here, i got to talk to somebody by the well. Now listen, listen, what God wants to do is bigger than a building. Don't misunderstand me. God is not restricted or limited to just working in this building. Because we are actually the building. Huh? We're the people that God is using. But if God is going to build the people, there has to be a place. If you're going to build something, you've got to have a place to do it. That's right. When Noah built the ark, he built that ark in a specific place. Now, he went out here and he chopped down some trees. But he brought those trees to a particular place. And he had shaved that thing down and planed it down. And he had put it where it needed to be. He'd go get another tree. But he'd always bring it back to the place. Huh? He always brought it back to that one place. What was he doing? He was building a house. A houseboat. <laughs> It wasn't a fishing boat. It was a houseboat. It was a building that floated. (laughs) And who built it? Noah built it. That's right. That was his responsibility. And I think that we can do something. I think that we can do something. If we can't swing a hammer, we can swing a dollar. Throw a dollar. You know, Pastor said we're oneness people. (laughs) Hopefully we give out a bunch of oneness. We're going to inundate this place with oneness. Hallelujah. And then oneness is going to turn into thousands and so forth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is this making sense so far? I'm glad to be here tonight. I'm glad that we have a place to come together. I'm not going to be much longer. 
Not only do we need anointed leadership, and we have it. God has established leadership, ministry, gifts, apostles, evangelists, pastors, prophets, teachers. There's deacons, there's elders, there's bishops, there's ministry of helps, there's government. That God has established, that God has given to the church. But not only do we need anointed leadership and ministry, but we also, hear me, we need a place that will facilitate and accommodate the perfecting of the saints and the edifying of the body of Christ so that we can all be equipped for the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. If you look in the scripture, I hope that you will notice as I have that God built a dwelling place before he built a man. Did you hear me? God built a place, a planet, an earth before he built a man. Because he knew that man would need a place to dwell a place to grow, a place to have relationships, a place to raise a family. Amen. We're the family of God, and we need a place to raise this family. Hallelujah. My God, aren't you glad we're not spiritual vagabonds here tonight? Ooh, hallelujah. Don't take six months to communicate. Hey, we're having church, a special service on Friday night. It don't take long. Just send a phone tree out. Send a text message out. Amen. Make a few phone calls. Praise God. And everybody gets the message. And we all come together in one place to hear the word, to see the glory, to be a part of what God is doing. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that we have a place. God built a physical body. He built a vessel. He built a place before he breathed into it. Before he breathed into that man, he first made the man. He formed the man of the dust of the ground. And then he breathed the breath of life into it. Notice in John chapter number 6, and I'm closing. Somebody help me on this. Now, I heard something the other day. Not sure if, if I agree with that, but uh, wasn't here. He said, you know, the only time you need music is when you dropped the ball, you didn't do a good job, you need somebody to bail you out. <laughs> I heard somebody say that. I guess that could be a possibility. But uh, I'm not really concer concerned with how, how good I'm doing. My concern is, are you hearing my concern is, are you recognizing that we need a building? We need a place. We need a place that we can come together. Hallelujah. You don't have to high-five me and tell me I've done a good job. No, no, no. I'm just a conduit. Hallelujah. I'm just a conduit that God's using to communicate. Praise God. And so are you. Don't ever forget that. You're also a conduit that God is using. But notice in John chapter number 6, Jesus said, make the men sit down. Where? On the ground. They didn't have a building big enough to accommodate that many people. But they had a big open area. The Bible says there was much grass in that place. Someone say the place. They had grass. <laughs> now we have tile and we have carpet. We have linoleum. We have wooden floors. 
But they sat down in the place that had much grass. The men sat down, and the number of them was about 5,000. 5,000 people. You want to talk about a church service. Jesus ministered to 5,000 plus people in one place at one time. Not only did he feed the multitudes, he blessed the bread, the fish, and the loaves. If you want to be more effective in ministry, get you some bread and learn how to fish. <laughs> Where's Brother Terry? I'd high five. Brother Bolin, I'd high five. Brother Merritt, high five. Come on, give somebody some fish. You might win them to the Lord. Or at least get them one step closer. Praise God. Now here you need mangoes. <laughs> if you want to win some souls, you need bread, fish, and a few mangoes. That's right. We blessed some folks last night. said, free mangoes for everybody next week that comes to the game. Hallelujah. What are you doing? I'm trying to bless people. That's right. Praise God. A big place. We need a place. We need a place. The Bible speaks of the house of prayer, the house of God, the house of sacrifice. Notice something very powerful took place. This was after the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 3, verse 1. And they went up to the temple, a place, at the hour of prayer. And a miracle took place right there at the gate in the outer courts. It's not the building. It's about what takes place in the building. But the building has its place. That's right. It's about accomplishing and facilitating God's will and God's work in the earth. It's for the sake of the people. It's for the sake of the people. I wonder if you'd lift your hands with me and just say it. It's for the sake of the people. God's trying to help people. He's trying to reach people. Hallelujah. Come on, you need a place to raise your family, to feed your kids, to teach your kids, to train them up. That's right. We need a place too. We need a place too. We need another room. There's more kids coming. We need another room. That's right. It's about the people. The reason why we need a place is because of the people. The Bible says, are you ready? When you come together, therefore, in one place to eat the Lord's Supper. So what takes place? We have communion in one place. Wherefore, my brother, when you come together, tarry one for another. There's another thing that happens when we come together in one place. We tarry one for another. Let's all stand. My God, I feel the presence of the Lord here tonight. Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If therefore the whole church come together into one place, 1 Corinthians 14, 23. Verse 46, when you come together, you have a psalm, a doctrine, a tongue, a revelation, interpretation. So what takes place in a building? Administration of gifts, of gifts edification, needs are met, Sister Brianna Jones. Here's another thing that takes place in a place. Where do you put all your groceries? In your house. No, you don't just walk around with the, with the groceries in your backpack. Huh? 
They're going to spoil after a while. Of course, now we have all these preservatives, and they're wrapped up, and they're sealed tight. But we bring all the groceries to the house. The Lord says, bring the tithes into the storehouse. you got to have a place. I don't know about you, but this is where I bring my tithes. Since 1993, I've been bringing my tithes to the house, the storehouse. I don't know. I know sometimes, you know, there's electronic transactions and so forth that we use apps, but it all goes to one place. It goes for the house. That there may be meat in my house. Aren't you glad you have meat in your house? Anybody besides me glad that you got something to eat when you go home? Hello? You got something to eat? Got some chicken you're going to be putting on the grill, Brother Bruce, here soon? Amen. Bruce be sharing that chicken. He not only has a house, he got a grill at his house. That's right. Brother Whittingham, give Brother Bruce, Brother Bruce a high five. Brother Bruce Early, give him a high five. Say, hey, I'd like to try some of that chicken. <laughs> That's a ministry, bro. That's a ministry. Praise God. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see that day approaching. How are we going to encourage one another if we don't come together? How are we going to love one another and be unified if we don't come together? we got to come together. And we're going to come together in one place. I don't know how, how you feel, but I'm glad when I see Jesse Wilson, when I see Brother Chance, he's here, Brother Najee, Brother Garza. Oh, I miss you when you're gone. I so look forward to seeing my friends and family. And we miss you when you're gone. Because you belong here. You belong to this house. You are what makes this house what it is. Hallelujah. Psalms 107 verse 32. Let them exalt him also where? In the congregation of the people. Praise him in the assembly of the elders. Psalms 111. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. He didn't say at home. He's, now we can do that too We can praise the Lord and bless the Lord at all times Sister Gray Yes we can But here he says I'm going to praise the Lord with my whole heart In the assembly of the upright And in the congregation Joel said We're even going to do something more than that We're going to, do, we're going to take it a step further he said, he said sanctify a fast Call an assembly together Gather the elders All the inhabitants of the land Into the house of the Lord your God And cry unto him We're going to praise together we're going to pray together. We're going to fast together. We're going to worship God together. We're going to see needs met together. We're going to behold the beauty of the Lord. And what the Lord is doing in His house is beautiful. Psalms 22, my praise shall be of thee. Where? You ready? In the great congregation. Now you know, you know. Look at somebody and say, I know you know. I know you know, and I know that you praise the Lord a whole lot more when you're here than any place else. <laughs> huh? You get your dance on, you get your praise on. That's right, you get your group. You go lift up your hands, and you're like, yes, preaching, put a little money there. You do all of that stuff. Where do you do it? You don't do it at home. Not as much as you do here. That's why I like coming here. <laughs> Tell somebody, I like coming here. I like coming to a place. Woo. Yes. I like coming to a place. 
going to praise the Lord together. My praise shall be in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear you. I will give thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. That's right. Where did he say he was going to praise the Lord? Brother Travis? I'm just going to stay home and have a Bible study. I don't really need to go to church. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. People who decide to stay home and they forsake the assembling of themselves together and they don't come into one place. You know what happens to them? You don't see them again. They become self-righteous at best, holier than thou. And they're so spiritual that they don't need to come to church. That's foolish. That's foolish. I can't make it by myself, Brother Hanson. I need you. I need you. Where are you? In the house. They that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're thankful for a place, raise your hand, your voice. Hallelujah. If you believe that God's wanting to bless us with a better place. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just give praise to the Lord. Be honest. You've grown more in the Lord since you started coming to church. You've got closer to God since you've started coming to church. You're more spiritual now. You have more knowledge now. You have more understanding now since you've been coming to house to the house of God, the building, the sanctuary, the place where the saints come together. The reality is that the church will become stronger if it has a place to grow. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on. Let's just embrace one another. I'm done. My, 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 my. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, just embrace one another. You can, you can hold their hand. You can just put your hand on them. But just, just for a moment, say, ooh, I, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate Brother Turner. I would never have met this man of God if we didn't have this place. I would never have met you if we didn't have a place. I would never have met my brother here if we didn't have a place to come together. Come on, there's something significant about a place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's what takes place here. It's the spiritual commerce. It's the transactions. It's the blessings of God. Yes, yes, that are sending and being received. Oh, yes, oh, yes. The truth is the church will continue to get stronger if the church has a place to come together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. What's that song? My life is not my own. Not my own. To you are. 
give myself. I give myself. Give myself to you. Hallelujah. My life is not my own. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself. I give myself to you. I give myself. I give myself away. Hallelujah. I'm going to be a part of God's building, God's program. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself. I give 